Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning and welcome to another daily spiritual practice of tarot. My name is Jenna Dale. I'm your host and I am mm, I'm just so excited to have you here with me as I go through our collective tarot reading of self-abandonment and self-returning on the daily. This is for us codependents or people who just happen to have some traits that um, get them a little caught up, a little caught up in relationships in a way where they kind of lose their essence and, and forget themselves. Um, the people who overgive, who self-sacrifice, who are people pleasers. And I will tell you, if you're wondering, you know, if you are these things or you know, you do these things, but you know, maybe, um, still wondering, you know, maybe, maybe that's still working for you. Um, my question I ask, and I'm thinking of this morning is, um, how tired are you? How tired are you? You know, both physically and just as an energy, as a personality, if you're extremely tired and you're giving a lot to your relationships or over giving, you know, if we're overgivers, over supporters, people pleasers, we're not just doing that in our relationships, right? I mean, we are doing it everywhere. You know, I'm, I always associate my, I hate saying worst, but um, my um, most detrimental codependent trait is over advising. <laughs> I always think I have the answers. And that's really great when someone hires me as a tarot reader or creative personal assistant or a consultant, um, hopefully in time doing some codependency coaching next year. That's great because people are coming to you. They want to share what's theirs, but they also want to hear your reflection of it and the way you see it. And so I have found kind of my portal to put myself in right relationship with that quality that I have. I'm not so tired when I do that. But um, I'm tired when I get out of a space or I'm going through a time where I'm over advising people. I'm just tired. I'm exhausted because it takes a lot out of us to overgive like that. And I say overgive. Some people don't want me to give that. <laughs> a lot of people don't want me to give that, especially my personal life people. Um, you know, but it happens. And, and just thinking about just that general, you know, lack of vitality that happens when we forget ourselves. And, um, that's, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. And uh, this is why we're here. So every day, little by little, we can remember ourselves, hopefully, um, better place these beautiful qualities that we have, where they're most aligned, where they're most needed, where they're most wanted, like, come on, where they're most wanted. Um, yeah, because what I know is, 
It's okay that I advise, but if I'm not doing that in the right spaces, places, times, and when it's invited, it it doesn't land and I can get caught up in it. And it affects me just as much as it's affecting the people around me, um, even though I may not see it right away. And so if you're dealing with a quality in yourself, which I feel like, you know, is a regular occurrence with codependence, where we're thinking about this quality that's really hard to shift, um, a way of being that's just, just difficult, it's ingrained. It's because, you know, it, it was always supposed to be a part of our life. We just have always channeled these things into our most closest relationship or relationships. And what would happen if we channeled those things into other areas where they were invited, where they were wanted? I think it changes everything, you know, and it's a hard pill to swallow to realize that strangers want my advice more than the people in my life. Strangers, you know, or, or, you know, people I'm friendly with or become friends with online, they just see the value of that in a way that the people closest to me don't. And I think that's because it's a very different relationship. They're around me all the time. Um, and also, when you're that close, you really do want the other person to respect you. You know, and none of the things codependence or if you have codependent traits um, get us into, right? Um, none of those things feel good over and over when you're really close to the person. It it actually feels like disrespect, right? When you're advising, it feels disrespectful. When someone, I mean, I people please, but um, I'm also very blunt. So I think sometimes people don't realize in my head I'm people pleasing. Um, But people who fawn in people please, like that's hard to be around all the time because you feel like you don't know the person. Um, you know, the over-advisor like me probably makes people feel disrespected. And so there's all these things to consider. And I just wanted to offer that to you today because my experience lately is, yeah, you know, when I um, offer up what I know, offer advice, offer my knowledge, offer my insights in spaces where it's been invited and wanted. It lands better. It's more useful. It doesn't always mean it's going to be taken. It just means it's invited, right? And when I don't do it in those spaces, (laughs) that's when I get exhausted, exhausted. Let's let's talk about our cards because I think there's some things in here. It's not as much. I just wanted to offer that because to me, it's just a mystery, right? Why that is, even though we can talk about it and we can quantify it. It's just one of those things we have to learn. And in the cards today, there's this symmetry of self-abandon when it comes to, you know, being in this group of people versus you know, venturing off on our own. And it it almost felt a little like that trait where when I'm using it to kind of emotionally manage the people around me, my family, my closest ties, 
I forget myself. I, you know, like I'm putting a barrier, not a boundary. I'm putting a barrier between me and other people because of this quality. But when I'm on my own and I'm venturing off into spaces um, that want it, you know, and often are paying for it these days, um, it just, it feels different. And it's quite the mystery. And we don't always know how things will land with people. We don't always know how we will be taken. But it is worth the leap of faith to shift gears from focusing all that attention on the people closest to us and venturing off into the world, you know, into different possibilities and different ways of being. The cards. <laughs> I say this because the 10 of cups is in our self-abandon and the zero card is um, in our self-returning and that's the fool card. And so if you look these two cards up, you'll notice that one in the Rider-Waite-Smith uh, traditional deck, one is a kind of happy family. There looks like an adult couple with two children dancing. There's a rainbow, all these cups. And there's just like kind of a modest little farm here. And then the Fool card here is someone who's alone. Uh, they do have a dog. They do have a companion here. Um, but it's just them and they don't have a home. Everything is packed in, you know, one of those old, um, style, um, kind of hobo bags, I guess, is what you might call them back in the day. But it's a stick, you know, with a little bag on the end of, you know, whatever's in there, whatever this person owns. And so there's this real contrast today between, you know, focusing on how happy our family is, how happy our partner is, how happy um, our home is, you know, whoever might be there, how happy our little community is. Maybe your parents, they, they don't even have to be close. It could be family, even though it's spread out. Although, you know, it, it could be a partner, your relationship. Maybe you have children. And so there's this contrast between really trying to manage and adjust their emotions and make sure, you know, really secure the happiness there, really try to force and fix. Um, fix is a word I use for the tens when it's in self-abandon, right? We're trying to fix things. We're trying to make things the best they can be. And so today, uh, and I know a lot of us struggle with this, and as I said, it all comes out with a different quality, right? We all have our way of trying to fix and imagine it, sorry, fix and manage emotions in the people closest to us, you know, so that's why thinking about my quality really came up as I landed in this podcast this morning. And so I would ask you, what is your kind of go-to quality? You know, how do you try to fix and manage and make the people around you happier? right? Your home happier. How do you do that in particular? 
you know, like I said, I'm an over advisor. I think that's making people happy because I think offering a solution or offering um, a more efficient way to do things will lead to better results. And I think that if people have better results, better outcomes, better experiences, that they will be happy. It's not always the case. Actually, sometimes going through hardship, um, struggling our way through, taking wrong turns has actually led to happier people, you know, because they really learned what they needed to learn from that experience, came out the other side feeling um, more themselves, more whole, more healed. And so I have to remember that. For you, it might be people pleasing. You know, if I just do what everybody else wants me to do, if I just go along without a fight, um, and not even a fight, we call it a fight as people pleasers. If I just go along without any opposition, I, I, if I just give people absolutely no kind of opposite opposition in life that, you know, they'll stay happy. My family will stay happy. And we learn that that's not the case that, um, we're still having issues, um, that not only are we, we resentful, but sometimes the people in our life feel disconnected from us, you know, uh, people pleasing is a very isolating one, um, because we're holding back, um, our true selves, uh, in what's really going on with us, our preferences even, which is what make us kind of like a separate person. And for some of you, it may be something else, right? We're self-sacrificers. So a little different than people pleasers in that we are willing to give up everything we have for others, you know, and it's not just about not having a fight. It's about giving over everything we have. I think actually you know, women self-sacrifice a lot, but I think this is an experience that is close to a lot of men in my life who feel like the paychecks they have, who feel like the things they own, who feel like anything they might obtain in life has to be given over. And also that who they are as a person you know, their emotions and, you know, their likes and dislikes, that all that has to be given over or sacrificed in order to have a relationship, which, you know, um, their partners and people will say that's not true. But, and people are often telling us this with the 10 of cups, like you don't have to do this to make me happy, but there's still something in us that really doesn't believe that until we start showing ourselves a different way. Um, and yeah, so I think that's really important today to look at that quality. Um, look at how we're trying to make everybody around us happier, um, more emotionally calm, maybe whatever it might be for you. And notice how we're doing that, especially when things feel really like not everything's going right, you know, with the 10 of cups, it's not this wealthy family who has everything. It's just this very humble home. And so it might be that there's hardships sometimes in this card. 
but you know, the happiness and the love is there. When this isn't self-returning, this is great because this is about being grateful and this is about enjoying the joy when it arrives, even in the midst of hardship, to be able to allow yourself that. Um, but in self-abandon, it's us trying to create that. You know, one little thing goes wrong or life happens or you don't have everything you want to have and you're trying to fix and especially fix the way people feel about that. Today, we'll lose ourselves if we're in that energy. And so um, self-abandonment today looks like that. So just watch that uh, for that quality today. Really pause. Now the fool comes in with self-returning. And it says, maybe you need to venture off on your own today. Maybe there's some new opportunity. And the fool is really about a leap of faith. You know, it's a zero card because it's, there's nothing. We don't know anything. We can't see ahead. There's no certainty in this card. It's, it's very uncertain. With the fool next to the 10 of cups, and all the ways we want to make others happy and manage their emotions and fix their emotional experiences. The fool flies in the face of it. It says, I know this feels uncertain. I know to not engage today in that behavior. However you try to fix others' emotional experiences, however you try to make others happy, to not engage in that is uncertain. And it feels like there's no ground below your feet when you do it. I know that's how I feel. Sometimes I think there's this false narrative or belief maybe that the people who are no longer people pleasing, overvising, self-sacrificing, that those people who are practicing that, because it is a practice, it's not, you just get there, you have to actually intentionally practice and set yourself up every day, um, especially if it's it's deeply ingrained. I know I this, is, this podcast sets me up every day to work on mine. Um, it, every time I do it, it feels like the bottom's falling out of my life. I feel ungrounded. I feel like I don't know what's about to happen next. And when that experience, that inner experience is happening in my body, in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit, that is the moment where the urge to do the behavior that fixes others' emotions or we think, that is when the urge is strongest to jump back into my old pattern. And in fact, the fool here, if you look it up and these two cards next to each other, the fool looks like it wants to hop back into the 10 of of cups here when they're side by side. You know, he's, um, the person here is on the cliff side. And when I move the card next to it, it looks like if they just keep going, if they take that leap, it'll be right back into the 10 of cups right back in because there's certainty there, right? We know how that goes. And when we are sitting in a moment where we're not advising, we're not people pleasing, maybe we have to speak up. Maybe we have to not say anything. 
maybe we have to decide not to give over everything we are. It is that moment that's the hardest, I find. For me, it's not the moment where I actually do the different behavior. It's the moment right after that says, no, see, they're not happy. You better, you better go back. You better advise them. You better please them. You better sacrifice this. To sit with the new behavior afterwards is the most uncertain I ever feel. And so if you feel that way as well, you know, if you're a people pleaser and someone says, do you want to go here? And you're just like, no, I, I don't like that place. I would prefer if we went here. You know, if you're an over advisor and this person is telling you an issue and you have to be quiet and just say, thanks for sharing that, that sounds tough. Instead of saying, hey, you should read this book. Hey, maybe you should try this. You know, um, if you're a self-sacrificer who's keeping your time to yourself and maybe you're saying, actually, you know, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this with my time later. Whew, it is right after that moment that things are the hardest because now we don't get the result of seeing someone go, oh yeah, okay, I guess that's a good idea. Or um, we don't get the person going like, yay, I get to kind of go where I want and do what I want. Or, oh good, like you, you can offer me your time. We have to sit there and watch them not necessarily feel like they got everything they wanted. Or like they feel better about the situation. For me anyways, my experience is this is the hardest part. The action is hard, but sitting in the action and not taking it back, not immediately jumping back into that space, back into that quality, that's really difficult for me. And I have a lot of self-dialogue that I have to do in that moment. I'm like, don't do it. You know, like, don't say it. Uh, No, you're just going to have to let them sit. You know, I am constantly talking myself through it in my own head. And I think the fool today is saying, hey, there is new possibility. You know, this is a whole new way of being and it's scary but it opens up so many doors. The fool holds so much around a whole new way of life. It's beginning again, energy. And with the fool, it's like wiping the slate clean. You know, it's like we don't, we have to pretend that we don't know how to do any of this again. And I think that's the talking out of, right? It's like this this feels new. It's scary. It's uncertain. It's un, it feels ungrounded. Um, but we have to be really careful. We have to no longer, especially today, but I always talk about this energy. Um, when I speak of, you know, losing ourselves in relationships, we can't carry all the old into the new. We really just can't. You know, whether we're making a leap into a new relationship or new types of relationships, or we're just starting a new phase of, you know, uh, an existing one or a new phase with family or friends. All of this 
is saying, I know it feels uncertain today. And I know there might be that urge to skip the uncertainty and go back to the regular behavior, the behavior we think makes everybody happy and fixes everybody's problems. Today, we're being asked to take a leap instead on ourselves and on a new possibility and on a new way of doing things to not bring in all that old baggage, but also to understand that in this newness, we are going to feel like the ground has fallen below our feet and we're not going to feel as steady and as grounded. We're going to have a lot of different thoughts of like, did I do that right? Did I not do that right? Oh, I don't feel stable. What if, what if they leave? What if they get upset? These are all the things that go on inside me. And so I know they go on inside of others as well. Can we sit with the mystery? Can we sit with the uncertainty? Can we sit in our ungroundedness? Because in time, slowly but surely, I think that we become grounded in the new behaviors, in the new beliefs. But it takes time and it takes a lot of experiences where we don't feel grounded. It doesn't feel stable for us. And we don't feel centered in that moment because we have been centering ourselves by fixing and managing how other people feel. And that has been our center and that has been what centers us. It has, and no shame. We learned how to do that. That's great. You know, good for us for learning something that would center us. But we do hit a wall. And I know most people who listen to this podcast are like, that is not working. You know, because the consequences and the effects of that start to outweigh the good. And we start to realize it's no longer working for for us, for anybody. It's time to do a new way. And the fool is always that invitation to start over, start new, and that it will feel very scary, very uncertain. We will feel ungrounded, but that's no reason not to take a leap of faith into a new way of doing things. All right. That's what I have for you today. Um, I invite you to take this into your life and ask, how does this apply to me? Where does this apply to me? With who does this apply to me? And just really asking yourself, you know, how can I talk myself through, care for myself through making a new decision and not managing others and not trying to make everyone around me happy? How do I get through the aftermath, the moment after I do a different behavior here? How do I get myself through that? You might send up a little prayer if you're very spiritual like I am. Sometimes I will just send up a prayer that says, you know, help me get through this. And it's just calling on energy around me to offer me courage and um, power (laughs) and um, the power of choice instead of going back into kind of patterns and to really... um, just just give me that strength and, and make me feel like the universe itself, energy itself, source itself is like bolstering me and holding me 
and um, keeping me centered. So um, you can think of your own practice to do if prayer or, you know, calling on that energetically in that moment is not for you. Um, You might talk yourself through it kindly, right? Um, There's lots of different strategies. You might just put your feet on the floor and focus on finding some grounding in that moment, right? It may be through the body. All right. I hope you take this into your day. I really appreciate you being here. Um, It's so wonderful. And I will uh, get on with my day. And we'll see you again tomorrow for another daily spiritual practice of tarot. I care about you. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to JennetDale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. So you can join me again tomorrow. See you then. Thank you.